And you'll see that we live in a world where we don't give a fuck, bitch. Uh, before we start, this episode is brought to you by you, the viewer. I'm and only you. And for you. <laughs> We're back again. It feels like forever once again. Yes. Like riding a fucking bicycle. I feel like I'm a new... How long has it been since we recorded? Like four, yes, four weeks. weeks. Yep. Wild. We asked you guys. You know what else is crazy? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Rhea, really? Come That's what it was. Yeah. I feel like I have broccoli in my teeth. Do you see what we deal with on a daily basis? This is my life. I think I'm gassy. Please don't fart. I'll probably vomit. First of all, let me tell you guys. Walked in the kids' room. Tori's trying to put up curtains, which was an epic fail. We walk in the kid. I walk in the kids' room and I take a whiff of her fart. She goes there. She farted. Smell. And I was like, like yeah. wiping my mouth because it was so, like, and she's like, I was like, babe, did you fart? And she's like, yes. And the kids were there laughing. And I'm like, oh, they said it. Oh, yeah, they were cool. That, <laughs> that is so evil. And the fact that kids sit and fart, and they, they don't care. They didn't care. They were laughing. And let me tell you, I can't even argue with this girl without them having her back. Oh, yeah. They're like, they put me in, they're like, that's no. me and Ava. Ava will have her back. Always. I know. They'll, they don't have my back for nothing. Yeah, that's my. Like, okay, cool. My kids are similar. So get used to it. When I didn't care, you get used to it because it's <laughs> never going to end. That's you. Tori comes to the picture and it's like, where are you, mom? Yeah, but Kata does it with you, too. Kata will yes. back you up. And then Ava defends her. Yeah. Totally it's cute, actually. Now, let's get back to our regular scheduled programming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are talking uh, for you guys once again. We want to give advice the best we can on very random topics. Mm-hmm. I have a list over here. I asked you guys what you wanted us to talk about, what advice you needed. Tori has some as well. If this is, again, our opinion, opinion unprofessional. Yes. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah, unprofessional professional opinion. Unprofessional opinion. So do what you will with it. Don't do anything with it. Whatever. If it, they asked for it. Yes. No, so. but still. It's the ones who don't ask for it that have the biggest mouths. Well, okay. Can we talk about how a couple people got pissed off at our taboo topics? Yeah. Well, that's, that's why they're taboo topics. That's what it's meant to be. Like. So Actually, us saying we're not political is not a good thing. Us saying we endorse or would you even call it an endorsement if we're saying, hey, we like what this person's saying? The, the truth of the matter is you can never make everyone happy. Right. <laughs> so we're going to have our opinion at the end of the day. And the reason we can stand behind it is because we know we're good people. Right. We know our hearts and we know that we really care. I don't yeah, know about that for saying I don't like politicians who don't give a shit about basic human rights. Well, so. someone said you can't say you care about people and then not care about politics. But yes, you can because... It, the way that politics is set up is not for the for people. The right, no. yeah. So, and so you, know, you want us to vote lesser of the two evil every time? Right. That's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> but I also said that there are Republicans who have some of the same mindset Democrats have. Yeah. Not every Republican is only have all the same belief system. No, no, no. It's no, across no. the it's different across the board. I, I think people need to understand the fact that Republican, Democrat, Independent, these parties were created to divide people. That's the mm-hmm. point. They want us to be divided. It's not. It's like it's like football. You are you you fight with other fans because you like 
right. the Eagles and somebody else likes the Patriots. Right. Yeah. And you're right. fighting. Right. It's literally the same. Well, someone, it like that. someone made the comment like, well, one party cares about people and the other party doesn't care about people. But that's not that's the not true. true. First None of all, that's, true. that's why we keep our, that's why we keep ourselves out of a side. Like Michael Jackson said. All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. Exactly. Nobody cares about us. Like, they don't, I don't care. No one cares about us more than we care about each other. Like, we need to yes. people. That's the whole point. Like, that's, right. we want to take ourselves out of the equation yep. and, like, find a way to do it without the label. I don't think that's that. No, I don't think we said And politicians are all in bed with the same fucking corporations. Right. Well, we were called ignorant because, or what did they call us? Um... They called us. That sentence wasn't even coherent. No, there was missing three words in it. And basically, she called us idiots for not having a stance in politics. Well, you know what? I'll be an idiot then. I don't don't give a fuck. I don't have. I'm sorry, I don't have a stance between evil and evil. Somebody said here, eat this bowl of shit or eat this bigger bowl of shit. Would you be happy eating shit? No, but that's. People get pissed off when you don't have a stance. It makes them, like, and their minds go cajubbled. <laughs> it's like, it's they're like, what the fuck do you mean you don't have a stance on something? We're like, oh, we dare don't. You. We do have a stance on something. It's just that we love people. Like, it's not <laughs> like guys are just fucking ass. It's literally, that's what they said. Just shut the fuck up. And do what you're told. And do what you're told. Because, mm-hmm. and be a sheep. But absolutely not. They no, want us to pick up. Because like, we're forced to pick a side. We don't yeah. want to pick a side. They think you're no. forced to, not we're forced. You don't have to do shit. And the point we made was that if it were medieval times, we'd be burned on the stake because we are. Oh yeah, we'd be those people. We don't and more. that's not to say that there are was. certain, like of course, with certain issues, we fall very left leaning. But that doesn't mean because that. someone's made that a thing. Well, that's the point. Right, exactly. Someone's made it a thing that it's divided. You have to have this label because of these viewpoints. We don't. Care, right? We just want to be good fucking humans. Right. Not that we always freely, freely, hundred percent. Right. Anyways, anywho, let's let's talk about. So the first topic I have, and I think we've already touched on this a little bit. How to set boundaries? Oh. How to set boundaries when you came from a very toxic or traumatic background? Basically, how do you rewire your brain so that you're now in control and you can set boundaries for yourself? Mm-hmm. I can say this for somebody who has come from um, a toxic, uh, specifically parent, like one of my parents being really toxic and not respecting them. It's not a one and done, you flip a switch and you're, it's something you have to consistently work at. You set, you can set, set the boundary, but then you have to maintain those boundaries. Right. And when you're dealing with fucking assholes, mm-hmm. it's hard. They get to your head, they manipulate. Agreed. So I would say, fuck anybody who doesn't respect their boundaries. You have to set them. I mean, at some point, when is it enough enough? Right. At some point, like if somebody's not respecting your boundaries, you gotta like, yeah, just get yourself. Well, the point is they don't know how to set them, and I think the way you can do that is you have to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. We live so often to please everyone else, and we want everyone to approve of us, and we want them to be happy, and. We've been conditioned from that since childhood yeah. that if, you know, they're not happy, then the home is unsettled. Like, right. it's, it feels uneasy. Yeah. So you bring that over into adulthood, and 
the idea of setting a boundary is it brings you back to like that childhood trauma of yeah if I say something wrong I'm gonna get in trouble or they're gonna abandon me and those sorts of things and so I think when you learn self-love and how to put yourself first you no longer fear the abandonment because you understand that you it's your life to live yeah and it might sound so simple but when it comes to like friends and stuff like that you have to go where you pay attention to how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. If you're leaving an interaction feeling more drained than how you than when you left, that means you need to set a boundary. Like if you're leaving an interaction, there are friends that I've had that luckily I don't speak to anymore. Y'all know mm -hmm. that I used to leave their house, sit in my car, and have to like, yeah, and like that's how you know that's somebody you don't want in your life. Yeah. Every interaction you have should be a positive one and if it's not then you know you need to step away yeah. right you don't owe anybody your time you don't owe anybody anything and if you've noticed that over and over again that they stepped over your boundaries and they've made you feel depleted like Tori was saying that's when you know it's time to put a boundary in place and say even if it's uncomfortable that's yeah. the hardest part is having the uncomfortable it's conversation not, yeah and saying I love you, however, I put myself first and I need to set this yes. hard boundary mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. And, and, and the people that care about you, that they mean something to you, you hope that they react in a positive way mm -hmm. and understand, okay, I, your feelings are valid, you know, and they want you in their life, they would respect your boundaries without mm -hmm. right. a problem. And if they can't and they don't respect your boundaries, then I'm, it's going to be hard for you, but you may have to cut some people. So that's something you may have to come to terms with as well. Yeah, yeah. To me, I feel like what I've learned is like boundaries equal like actual love. Self-love. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, if y'all came the up biggest, to us. It's the biggest form of self-love. Yeah, if y'all came up to us and said, guys, this is what we need. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Because it's problem. not about yeah. us. Like, right. in, in any case, it's not about them. It's about you. And... You know, you holding on to something that's painful, it's not affecting the next person, it's affecting you. Mm -hmm. They don't know that you're hurting from those things until you say something about right. it. Yeah. So And you have to set boundaries with people that like that you love as well, that you want to maintain relationships mm -hmm. with. Because you can't give to them if you're depleted all the time. Or from an empty cup. Right. So just think about if you're not setting a boundary, how real is your relationship with that person? Right. Because more than likely, you're walking on eggshells. Mm -hmm. You're having fake interactions just to appease the conversation. And yeah. the person, and that's why it's draining your energy. That's why it's not fun. Right. Because you know, you're not you're just, real. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It takes so much energy to be. Fake, fake than it is just to be yourself. Yeah, that's the your point. So. Yeah, and if you can't be honest and real with somebody, then that's not who you want a relationship with. Right, yeah. but I feel like that's the majority of the time it's how it is, and I'm going to say with parents yeah. because it is. Yeah, and I think people have such a hard time setting boundaries with parents because they've conditioned you to be afraid of them. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, my dad like. Um, guilted me my entire life to the point that I almost invited him to my graduation recently and then uh, by the way I'm proud of you for not doing that very cool that was huge for you yeah. because I know you, there also were other people in your life yes who were like oh it's already this yeah, yeah. sure but that's then literally the universe what what was it three weeks ago yeah now yeah. three weeks later something else is right and it just is going to keep happening that way. Right. The universe is going right. to keep, like, you need more smacks in the face. Right. And keep smacking in the face. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't feel 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Right. Like, right, but she does have that guilt still, obviously. Not anymore, Mary, but I know, but you did. What, you needed that, that one last time. Right, so it was like another thing that's to smack her right. in the face. They have been on purpose. Right, right. So she knows that. Like, oh. I, I think she recognizes recognize that. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah, it was no, like, she oh, did. Okay. She's like, I get it. Well played, universe. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> the universe is helping you, like, Tori, you see. I think we touched really good on that boundaries and. Yeah. I hope that helped. Yeah. Tori, do you want um, There was one that was really good. How do you recognize and support your partner when they're showing that they're like burnt out? Okay. Only because I'm gonna answer this because we've kind of I felt like I feel like her energy's been so we've been good. we've been through that so many times. I feel like it's encourage. I encourage her all the time to like, babe, go do something that makes you happy. Go read a book, go meditate, go out and get your nails done, go do something for yourself. And I'm always like encouraging her and trying to push her to do something, to for, do something for herself. I, I guess that's the best way for me. And and I guess the little things around them too, like cleaning the house a little bit, like even to, I, I hate cooking, but sometimes I'll see that she's not in the in that space and i'm like all right i'll cook or we'll order whatever. so basically picking up the slack yeah. of your partner a little bit it's so beneficial for your relationship yeah. sometimes we as mothers especially in like a two women relationship there's no head of household mm-hmm. right like you're supposed to both be equal partners in it but i feel like sometimes like the feminine in us makes us feel like we have to take control yes and so we put all of the weight on our shoulders, even though we don't have to. It just, we feel like that's our burden to bear. Right. And so that's how I get. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to feel any burdens. I don't want her to bear anything. I'd rather her be easygoing and just chill and me take on all the responsibilities of everything. That's so funny. And you're probably the same way. I don't like them. It's not. I, d- it's, wanna help. Yeah, I know you just, want to, but it's like, and it's like, it's an... Primal has to be a though, a thing of like maybe it's a control thing for me. I mean, you've you've also both been in those long marriages where we were conditioned to do that a hundred percent. So with with men that you were married to, you did all of it. So even being in a relationship with women now, it's Mm -hmm. still you're still kind of she's used to doing everything on her own, and like she'll do stuff like at the house and she'll be folding clothes or whatever. I'm like, I'll do it, I'll do it, like because it has like a certain way or. She's got to learn to let go of that. That is, yeah, I understand that part of it. I don't care how things are done. That's not my issue. My issue is like, I feel guilty if I'm not doing it all. And I don't don't know what that is or where it comes from. It's clearly a trauma of mine somewhere. I didn't do it. (laughs) No, it wasn't yours. I carried it over. It's not your fault. And so I'll get very burnt out. And then I'll just be like emotionless. I'll be tired. I'll be resentful even though. It wasn't her fault. Like, I created it on my own. And um, I think a lot of people do the same thing. Yeah. Unintentionally. Yeah. I get I get definitely, um, like, burned out with like with everything that's been going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to sometimes explain to her, like, hey, mm-hmm. it's nothing against you. It's right. I just need, like, a mini moment. Yeah. You know, where I either just... Go sit and surround myself with tarot decks. And right, like, but what would it be that your partner could do to help you with something like that? 
I always just say to her, just support me. Mm-hmm. You know, just be okay with that. Don't take it personally. Don't make it about like. So you need validation. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. What could she do without you asking? Oh gosh. Just leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it though. No, I do. I don't call her. I don't bother her. I tell her, call me when you're ready. When you feel like. Do you know what? Place. Do you know what Rhea could do without me asking? And this is what I. I die for is when she notices my energy is low and so she'll pick hers up for me. Mm. Even though it's very hard because oh, in relationships so you usually match the energy of your partner without even trying. Mm-hmm. You don't want yeah. to. And so if she like picks her energy up and she's like extra loving or extra like kind and like caring and understanding for me, that makes me feel so seen. Yeah. yeah. And understood. And yeah, loved and cared that's what for. You need in that moment, yes, you know? I just need to be babied for a minute. Just baby. Absolutely, I agree. See, with for that. me, I don't want to be baby. She doesn't want that. She I, needs I'm more like leave me the fuck alone. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and oh. I do it. I'm like, well, as long as you understand. That. That. I just threw her in the basement today. Yeah, you <laughs> like, in the basement. As long as you understand your partner's like love languages, yeah. because they're very different. <laughs> I almost threw her downstairs. I was. I was locked in the basement. I almost filled a pillowcase with bars of and beat her over the face. <laughs> you guys, we haven't been fighting. We've been bickering. We've been bickering. Yeah. Like, like you know. And then two seconds later, was like. Yeah, no, we're not. Well, like, I think that's that's yeah. almost like that sometimes. Hardly anymore. Hardly anymore, but in like in the beginning stages, yeah. all the time. Like well, this, you guys, this is the part that was a lot of new shit happening, and we were together on top of it. So it's like it's frustrating to it together, and it's like one thing after another. Well, bullshit. I think it can be hard to stop and just be grateful oh, in absolutely. moments like that, and be like, I. I would have died for this six months ago. Yeah, that's what I said. And it's like I would have given my left fucking tit to be yeah, in this here. place six yeah. months ago. And it's yeah, like she said that she's like, "Would you have it any different?" I'm like, I would. I don't care if I this place was a fucking hell fest. Yeah, I don't care. the fact that it's mine and I get right. to fix it and make it a home for my children. It's more, I don't care. It's more the little things like. I'm not doing that right. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? But I yeah. do appreciate, like, when I've never had the mm-hmm. help she gets me. Like, she will fucking just get up and start vacuuming or, yeah. like, picking up the plates right after dinner. Like, she's, or after breakfast, she saw that we were finished eating. I got up and she was playing on her phone. Put her phone down right away. Yeah. And literally started cleaning without me having to, like, I've never had that. So right. Like, and you've also know. never lived together. So no. it's, it's really hard right. to, like, be cognizant, especially... Like, for you, Jaylon, especially letting go of a little bit of control and allowing her right. to be her own person and allowing yeah. her yeah, to and be a partner, really hard. it's hard, I know. Because I've never had I that. I, I was always but that's where healing comes. That's where your healing is going to come in. When yeah. you're cognizant of it, you can be self-aware. And if you can stop yourself when you have that urge and you're like, I really want to critique her right now. <laughs> yes. so bad. And there's times where I just try yeah. to stop myself and I can't. But don't. I mean, you could do it by teaching. Like, okay, try doing it this way. And if it's, it's like, let her just do her. Thing. Yeah. Like, and eventually you'll get used to the way she but does But you end up seeing the way. <laughs> the LED lights. Yeah. So in the kids' room. So I'm like suggesting something to her because they had to like meet. And yeah, she's no. like, why do we do that? And I'm like, because it makes sense. She's like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you <laughs> know, like very young, you did exactly. She's like, oh, that's cute. Okay. Oh, weird. And I'm like, oh, it's like when I said that ten minutes ago. Right. That we're bickering about. I know, but that's, that comes with time, obviously. I've told her this too. I'm like, I wouldn't want this with anyone else. Yeah. Like, it's like her. It's like 
But anyway, yeah. as far as burnout, yeah. for me, and, and I think that's important too, is recognizing that every person is different. Right. Mm-hmm. So, love, like, well, we're completely opposite. Right. I, I think we work the same way. Like, what you supporting me that way too. And if my energies will, like, want her to. Yeah, so me and her are the same. When this yeah. stuff, she wants to be with me. Yeah. She wants to be extra loved on and me to, you know, encourage me, like, encourage her yeah. and maybe do those things with her. Yeah. See, I'm like you guys. I want that extra love. Yeah, I need it. Yeah. I need the extra love. You're the only one. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one. Sorry. Here's what would be amazing, right? If I went into my little area, did my little thing, and her on her own with me, she brought me like tea. I would, I would like kiss. Well, that's, that's what it's saying. saying. It's showing you love. Right. That is yeah. big to me. Do uh, the little extra things that you normally wouldn't be doing. Yeah. And just show me that you care. You want to care about me and care for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't want her to go away. But like, if she let me do my thing and then came in and was like, "Here, baby," like, yeah, I figured you would want this. I do. Yeah, you know, like it's not taking it personal. If your your partner is burnt out, it's more likely not you. They want you. They want your your energy. They want to be involved with you. It's just sometimes life gets in the way of you know, right. of you know our relationship, and that actually brings me into the next question. And we've actually talked about this before. Yeah, but it was how to. So when we do go through burnout, yeah, um, and we've already talked about this, but I, I want to just touch on it again. And um, at the end of the day. We don't have energy for our partner. Mm. So, what can they do as a couple during the day, especially if they have very needy children mm. uh, and they're like stay-at-home moms? How can you keep that fire in your relationship going, or rekindle the fire, so that you can have that like passion back again? I feel like it's what you said before: doing the little gestures. And okay. they go a long fucking way. First of all, sex. Does not start in the bedroom. No. Whoever no. said that is lying. Yeah. Man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's it's true. A man can get for you looking at a piece of fucking wood. Like a green pea on his mouth. Dad, a pineapple. Like pea. That pea reminds me of a pussy. Yeah. I don't know to fuck that pea. Dead ass. Women are very visual people. Like they're very emotional. Emotional. So it takes. A lot of effort. I think that's the, the point. Yeah. yeah. You need to, to figure out if you're putting in the work it takes to keep that fire alive. Like, have you given up on it? Yeah. I think also, well, yeah, being creative is the mm-hmm. thing, right? But I think for, and I'm only speaking for myself, right? I like to feel heard mm-hmm. in my relationship. If I'm feeling unheard for any fucking reason, yeah. I'm not, it's not horny and it's not sexy to me. Like, no. you know? So I need to know that she's hearing me, mm-hmm. and um, really, that's it. I just wanted to. So it goes to back to figuring out your your partner's love language. Yes. Um, so for me, it's like I'm so visual. If I don't see Rhea is like attracted to me physically, or she's putting in the extra work to flirt with me, I'm not horny. I can't do it one way. Like right. I need to see that you literally want to rip my clothes off. Or I'm bored. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Life gets in the way of things. Yes. So like Absolutely. things. Happen. That's why I'm saying it takes, it takes action. action. Yes. yes. Sometimes that happens. And again, it's no no one can take anything personal. Like you can't be like it's me or like what am I doing type things. But that's why you have communication to communicate with your partner. Yes. 
Let them know what it takes. If this is what it takes for them to feel needed and wanted, put in the action for your partner to feel needed and wanted. Especially if they have said it a billion times and then you get comfortable back into that daily routine of monotony. Bro, your your sex life is going to suffer. It's going to suffer. Yeah, like, okay, so we used to do it all the time. But now, like the last week or whatever, like obviously we haven't had sex. In Not one. Place. I know what you put your energy so much. Yeah. In other places. Places. And I right. think that yeah. by the night we're done. Mm-hmm. I think now also we have to navigate how to have sex that's, with the kids. That's the what I told yeah. you. I told you it like it throws a whole loop for shit. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And it's not just the kids that are involved now. It's how do I integrate my daily life? Yes. With the stressors involved and them around me 24-7. Mm-hmm. How do I now keep that spark alive yep. when you see them all the time? Yep. And it takes action. It takes work. You can't It doesn't just happen. There's no rainbows and fucking butterflies that fly up people's no. buttholes. Like, you have, <laughs> you have to do the work. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's true because, I mean, we're going we're gonna to see each other every day mm-hmm. once you move in. And it's like... Yeah. That's why I was like, are we going to get bored of each other? But not, but some, I'm not bored. No. But you just get stuck in the mundane, like, this needs to be vacuumed. Oh, we got to do this. We got to turn this on your baby. We got to be here. We got to do this. There's always something. That's but why you never stop yourself. Yeah. You never yeah. stop dating your partner. Yes. Right. Never, yes. ever I stop that. dating. I agree. Ever. There's this. There's the baby. Oh, I'm <laughs> Um, I'm, I mean, no, I'm going to tell you something. Don't ever stop dating you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Oh, I'm talking to the white jail. Let me tell you something. There's a two-two-two rule. So every two weeks, you go out on a date. Every two months, you go on a mini, like, vacation. Oh, okay. Because they can get away. And then... Twice a year, you go away, away. Or yeah, or like every. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that, that so much. That's cool. Are we doing that? Sure. Monday, we're going to the. We're gonna go do uh, food trucks at the pier. At the pier. Oh, are you? Yeah, so cool. to to, uh, let's me and you go. I, I just want to go like try a bunch of food and it's spontaneity too. I think. Yeah. Like like again breaking the everyday mundane bullshit mm-hmm. like oh this is happening let's go for a even a random walk yeah let's do that it. i know because it's something out of the schedule and out of the norm yeah little things like that honestly like once again figure out your partner's uh love language just have that conversation with them what would it make how would it make you feel if i did this for you or like figure out what they need from you and then put in that work put in yeah. that effort because they deserve it you married them for a reason you don't get to just date them for, you know, the six months before you fucking get engaged. Like, it's supposed yeah. to be like that all the time. You put yeah. in that extra yeah. work and the extra yeah. effort. Yep. It doesn't just end because you get them. Right. You know, it doesn't real. mean because you put a ring on it and it's right. really done. And it's like, no, I don't want to work in. I don't want that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to no. Mm-hmm. no. How do we stop comparing ourselves to other people? They were asking me this on live today. Um... And a lot of women are really suffering today. And I mean, I think it's always been a thing. But I think in the day of lip fillers and social media, media, that women are having a really hard time with their identities Mm -hmm. uh, and being confident in who they are. Mm -hmm. um, Because it's all false and it's everywhere around us. And I'm not putting people down like that because I do it. 
I have my butt done, but I feel like we're so consumed by what we believe is like the ultimate image of a woman. Yeah. That women who are so fucking beautiful, I mean, in every sense of uniqueness, don't feel beautiful anymore. Yeah. It's like trying to scratch an itch that you can't find. Mm -hmm. It's like you're never going to reach that. Not that you're never going to reach that standard, but everybody has their own unique beauty. Unique Mm -hmm. beauty. Right. I think, number one, social media. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is that even when you're not comparing yourself to somebody else, you're comparing somebody else to somebody else. Like how many times people compare? A hundred percent. I agree with that. So it's a mindset. It's so annoying. It's a mindset change that needs to happen. Yeah. Stop doing. Oh, even just the dumb shit, Cardi or Nikki shit. You know what I mean? I agree just with stop that. Comparing women, period. Yeah. Yeah. Stop looking at at women as objects. Even like we said, misogyny runs very deep in women in the patriarchal system that we don't even realize we do it sometimes. Yeah. That we're like, oh. And I was on live the other night, and someone's like, "Can we just agree that not everyone should wear crop tops?" And I was like, "I was like, no, I will not agree with that because I I absolutely hundred percent don't agree." We were online. I was hearing that at the gym, and she was just online and. Everyone could see me building the thing, and she was talking, and then I chimed in on like, people think I shouldn't wear what I should wear, but the fuck, like, who are yeah. you to tell me like that's something? You're in my business, right. like, why do you care? Let's. Why does that even cross your mind? That's like bizarre. It crosses their mind because it's a societal standard. So leave people alone. And on top of that, does it make you feel comfortable, like good about yourself to go ahead and shit on somebody else? That's, I think that's the thing. I really think that's they're disgusting. very like. They're they must feel ugly about themselves. Yeah, they they can't wear a crop, right. They're not confident. So when they see someone confident, confident in a crop top, yes. that's what makes them mad. It's no. like they're wearing a crop or top. they see somebody who has the same body type as themselves. Yes. And, yeah. and that person is very confident in who they are and mm-hmm. in their body. Yes. You know how many times I have seen curvier women wear something and I'm like, instead of saying, oh no, put that. No, it's just, I'm like and I love that she's wearing that, and I wish I could have that confidence. Yeah, like, I want to be like that. Like, I always get every woman to have that. But I see people with my body, like, yes, masks with my body. Yes, wearing, does it like, make you feel skeeved? Right, they're yeah. out with their sports yeah. bra on there, or you're a little bit jealous. Like I wish I had yeah, that. Right. I, I wish I could have that. that. The confidence to do that. Yeah. yeah, and I actually got um trolled for saying this exact thing. I was saying. So I saw this girl on TikTok, and she was, in her eyes, she was not beautiful. She didn't feel seen. She felt ugly. She felt like nobody pays attention to her because she's not, like, typically beautiful. And it was, it it literally crushed my soul. Mm. And I I commented in there, because she was like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be beautiful. And I was like, I feel like it's so sad that we associate stereotypical beauty to mental health Mm. or to confidence because confidence does not equate to body stature mental health does not equate to being beautiful like those things don't go hand in hand right now you can be your 400 pounds and be the most confident woman in the world wearing a bikini whatever and you can also be a hundred pounds and be super insecure and hate your body and your mental health is horrible yeah. Not, not only that, but you get the girls who are extremely gorgeous, but the second they open their mouth and they say some stupid shit, 
You are the ugliest person I've ever seen. A hundred percent. So your looks you have an ugly soul. That's how I feel. Like I think that women who are fucking gorgeous could be pieces of shit. Like and, and their looks disappear. Like, I, I agree with that. I know we were online. Somebody was like, "How can you?" Oh, that's like, right. I got off track. Yeah. Like look like you. Tell people to be confident, and we're like. You mean because you think we look pretty, we shouldn't tell other people? Like, oh, like, oh, it's so easy for you to say. Basically. You look the way you look. You other people ask you I was like, so do you want me to shit on people? With that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's how they equate people who are conventionally pretty that they should be mean. And they yeah. don't realize that we struggle. I with our I've been only 200 pounds same. before, baby. I got where I got because I worked on myself. Right. I have things about my body that I've struggled with mm-hmm. that I have learned with things that I do between meditation and reading and working out. Now I'm like, I love myself. I don't give a shit like right. so how anyone else looks. I stop comparing myself right. to other people. Like So it starts with mental health, but yeah. you have to learn that you've been lying to yourself your whole life or you've been lied to. Yeah. That this is what beauty looks like or should look like or needs to yeah. look like or that your body needs to be a certain shape or weight. I feel like even BMIs and plus size, yeah. I literally hate that shit. Why? Why are why do we separate at what size 12 now you're plus size? That's fucking yeah. weird, bro. You're just a size 14, bro. Literally. Yeah. And even the numbers were made up. Like that's an imaginary scale as well. Right. Maybe. Yeah. So that's the problem is it's really hard to get past something that's literally in your fucking and face school, everywhere. I was having a conversation with her as we were going shopping. I'm like, why do we praise? This is so fucking weird. We praise men, not weeks. I don't give a shit. No, society. But society praises men for their dad bods, but a woman can have a, a two piece on, a mom bod, a mom bod, and people are like, why she there? She's and, 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 and can we be uh, honest for a second? And I'm probably like, there's no such thing as a dad bod. They're not putting their bodies in fucking ridiculous amounts of trauma yeah, and pushing so out right a child. There. There's no such We earned this fucking right. body. Mom body. We house babies. Right. Y'all are poor. You can call it a mom body. Right. We earned it. It's a dad body. I sat on the couch and drank my fucking beer and gained eight pounds. And gained eight like, pounds doing nothing. Cool. <laughs> have your dad body. I don't know. But don't like you. Yeah, but don't praise the man like you guys are saying. Don't over here and be like, hey, you know, dad, yeah. you're so oh, dad that got so sexy. Oh, oh but she did not have a baby. She just got a crop top on. Yeah, she knows. You know, a point is just like men don't have to worry about Ugh. being their body being crazy. The judgment. No, no one's looking at a man's body. No. No one. The only thing no. that men get shit on for is their hairline. We had this conversation. And you get sensitive about it. Yeah. God forbid. That's the only thing that Or their height. Their height and their hair. Yeah. 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 Yeah, bro. Like, too big and too curious. Yeah, and they hate her for but, it. But, yeah, no, she's honest. We need to stop the dad dog shit because there's no such thing. No. I'm sorry, but. It made those things socially acceptable. Yeah. To say, oh, put a shirt on. Oh my God. Like, what are you thinking going out of that? You shouldn't wear fucking leggings. He's like, shut up. Right. Yeah. Shut up. Stop telling people. What to do with their bodies? Women, women just stop doing that to each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts with us. Like, if we want to be respected across the board, let's start respecting each other. And I also, and this, this doesn't go. I mean, it kind of goes together. But I get it when people are like, "Oh, you look so good. You've lost weight. Like, what have you been doing?" I get that you think that that's a compliment to people, but 
commenting on other people's bodies at all. At all. You in general. Well. Bodies. Like, don't talk about people's bodies. Yeah. Because you don't know what they're going through behind the scenes that you're you're literally fueling an eating disorder. Yeah. Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So instead, replace that with, you're glowing. You look happy. You look so happy. Like, replace it with those yeah. terminologies. And I think it would be much better on people's mental health. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Unless they're outwardly talking about the work they've been doing. Oh, I've been really, really right. Right. Now. right. Now, then, of course. Right. But if you have no idea what they've been doing, like, my, and I, this is a true fucking story. My neighbor had cancer and had no idea about it. And this was before he was diagnosed. Oh. And um, he had lost 50 pounds. He was never fat, but he was, like, chunky. And he had lost 50 pounds in, like, a month. All of a sudden, I had seen him, and I didn't, he didn't know he was sick. I didn't know he was sick. And I was like, you look great. Like, oh, my God, what have you been doing, dude? And not knowing that him losing the 50 pounds was stressing him the fuck out because he didn't oh, know what was wrong with God. him. See, we, sometimes we need to... Right. And then like, a month later, he was like, yeah, I have colon cancer. And that was why he lost all the weight. So, like, again, that pit in your stomach after you said yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, like uh-huh. until what he found out what was wrong with him. At the time, he was suffering in silence. Right. Going to doctors, trying to figure out why he was losing the weight the way he was. I had no idea. Yeah. And he was like, oh, thanks. Like, he cool. didn't say anything to And me. even people said that online, too. Someone made the comment. Like, I just told someone that, you know, they are, they're too skinny. They should, you know, I, I was worried about them. And I'm like, even that is bad. Yeah. Keep it to yourself because they're probably worried about it, too. Right. right. You don't have body dysmorphia the other way. That's well. the problem also. And that's another question I got. How to deal with body dysmorphia. And this is all in the same subject. Like, it's a really big thing. We struggle yeah. with that. All the time, and I think Tori struggles with it. Oh, Jayla, we all do. Yeah, we all especially when you've had babies, especially when you've oh gone through gosh. up and downs of weight. Yeah, we sometimes we look in the mirror and we still see that almost two hundred pound girl, and we're like, I don't equate to what I'm looking at, and our brains fucking shit out of us. I I used to fear ever looking like that again. The most unhappiest, like yeah, then when I was two hundred pounds, like. So I, and I was so oblivious to it because my life was such a shithole until I got on a scale and I see how much I weighed. And I'm like, yo, no fucking way. way almost but so the whole time I literally thought, I'm like, but we can also fine. say in that same breath, when you got down to your lowest and you were in the best shape that you say you were in, I was still you miserable. were still miserable because mental health does not equate to your number on the scale. Yeah. I literally was still happy. I'm like. I gotta work on this. I still don't like the way this looks. Yep. So literally. And now I, I just have fun. In here yeah. for, that's it. Yep. Y'all, y'all said it. I've been saying it for years. And like you told me, because you and I talk about our bodies this morning, mm-hmm. and you were like, dude, I know it sounds weird, but stand naked in front of the mirror. And look Five minutes a day. And I I don't do it every day, mm-hmm. but I but do it. Do. And I'm like, at first I'm disgusted, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and then I do it, and I'm like, all right, you know, it's not that bad. It's like my, if my boobs were a little, whatever. But like, say positive things about it. what you love yes. about yourself in the mirror. I'll be like, I love the way your yes. your arms look. I love the way your chest is like. And then I'll just yeah. start and go down to my legs. Yeah, so my toes. What I heard, and, uh, and this has worked for me, even is you have to look at yourself in the mirror as if it's somebody 
who's coming to you and needs your love. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, so you would look at her. What would you say to her? She's like, oh, I hate this about myself. I just yeah. don't love my body. And then even the experiences they've been through. You are amazing. I'm so proud of you. Like speaking to yourself as if you speak to your significant other. Yeah. yeah. You know, that. imagine if your significant other was saying this stuff about themselves. Yes. Imagine how that makes you feel. Yes. I try to think of that. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Like imagine if we spoke to others the way we speak to ourselves. Yeah. Or imagine it was one of your children. Well, I yeah. said that to her. I was like, what if I gave weight or if I looked a certain type of way, would you not love me the mm. same way? Because, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you do start thinking well, absolutely. about Absolutely. Because a lower partner doesn't matter what she yeah. right. 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 Because it's not a physicality. It's a spiritual thing. Right. It's an yeah. emotional thing. So we only love ourselves on a physical basis. Right. We're, we're missing that real big spiritual perspective. Yeah. Right. And that's where you need to start. It's, it's not skin deep. It's mm -hmm. so much so deeper, deeper than that. It really is. Right. That's like the, the crux of it. And for me, at least, I mean, yesterday alone, we went to TJ Maxx. I had to get clothes for an interview on Monday. Mm -hmm. And um, I tried on a, a small which is my normal size, and because I've been eating like a fucking medium, I was bloated or whatever, the last button didn't button, and I wanted to cry. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, it's still a struggle. It's still something that I deal with every single day, and yeah. I fucking... But looking at yourself in the mirror definitely helps, you it's, know? It's also a hormonal thing, especially for women. Yeah, when you go through a period. When we are getting our period every month. So we get it, we literally have our period and the symptoms of it for two weeks out of the month. Yeah. And our bodies expand, we gain mm -hmm. water weight, yeah, our, so our uterus yeah. expands, like, and it expands for a reason, you guys. Like, this is a natural part yeah. of being a woman. Yeah. And we're like, oh, I'm so bloated, I hate my bro. Your body well, is preparing to put a baby in there. Too. That's yeah, her too. That's why I get mentally good about. So like, oh, I feel so good. Then the that yeah, happens. So like, the point is, your I'm bottom, like, your bottom button is not buttoning because your uterus is expanding because you're getting ready. Yeah, to I mean, have a period. No, but you're really you're not, really not. You're making excuses for yeah. what your body's naturally doing. And what happens also with stress, like our stress hormones as a woman. Forget about it. You're going to gain 10 pounds of water weight, yeah. which can, you can lose the week after if you're not as stressed. Also, yeah. it takes, a, it depends on what you're eating, because you have to eat like way over your calorie intake yeah, to, to even gain a pound. really gain weight. So, for yeah. you do move in your home constantly. Yeah, she's constantly moving. So, yeah, it's not like your sediment, you're laying on the couch all day, being lazy. You're literally. You're stressed out, you're overworked, and you're tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna retain water. It's a normal thing. And this is what women don't give themselves grace. We're overworked. Yeah. We're tired. We're stressed out. Like, love yourself. Give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Stop being so hard on yourself. Right. Facts on facts. Facts How do we stop isolating ourselves and not feeling like a burden to other people when we're going through something hard? Mm -hmm. So instead of speaking to some that someone that we love when we're this is Tori, you guys, bro, I swear. When we're stressed out, some people isolate themselves because they don't want to feel like a burden to people. I'm not saying mm -hmm. true. Isn't that like a trauma thing? Never heard of that. <laughs> I don't know. It's a trauma thing. How do you I do that? that? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the spider? The spider? Oh yeah. 
Um, How many times have I done that in the past? I've done that so many times. It's a self-worth thing. Are you working through this? Something you're trying to work through? Trying. Okay. Sex. 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 Clearly, it's a sex part, guys. Totally sex. something like I, I I'm hard on myself I feel like I'm a failure you know what I mean so if I can it goes back to like emotion this is everything in life this is how I am but emotionally if I can't deal with it by myself and I'm a weak bitch like you know that's like and then it's self-worth so I mean before I became valedictorian I didn't even think my sister and Alessia wanted to come to my graduation in my head, I was like, they don't care. You know, nobody gives a fuck. And so when my sister was like, can we get tickets? I was like, oh, you actually want to come? And she's like, idiot, why wouldn't I? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, I just didn't think that was, like, interesting to you. It's pretty. I, like, kind of like an Eeyore, thanks for noticing. Like, you know what I mean? So for me, that's what it is. It's like, if somebody's reaching out a hand, it's like, no, I need to do this on my own or else I'm pulling you down with me type of I kind of hear where you're coming from. That's definitely a trauma response. Oh, 100%. Um, but do you feel like people maybe isolate because they're afraid of showing up as the person that they want to be? Like, that's what you're saying. Like, you're not, like, you feel like you're not reaching the level of achievement that you want to achieve, or like you're letting people down, or that, like, it, and if you just shut yourself off and isolate, that you don't have to face reality. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because I'm my biggest critic, um, that it's this like vicious cycle. Like you want to overachieve and succeed in order to prove something to people, but at the same time, you stunt your own success because you don't feel worthy of anything good. So it's just this loopy loop that you go into. See, um, I don't, I don't understand. I've never, I can't really talk on this. I've never really done that. So yeah. I don't really know. I'm always the one to like overshare and like over talk and yeah. like I've never been the one to like isolate. So I don't I can't speak on that. I don't honestly if somebody's asking how to combat it, good luck asking me because I'm still working. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. genuinely. Like even with her, there are certain things that she has to ask. Like whatever's going on with like my family mm-hmm. shit. She's like, why didn't you tell me that? Like, oh, okay, so Rhea can speak on this too because you do the same thing. You isolate. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the same for you? Yeah. I mean, I don't do it anymore. I, it's taken us a lot of work of, again, the communication part. Because yeah. she used to sit there and be like, what is wrong with you? Not in a bad way. No, not in a bad way. Like, she would see that something is, like, like on my mind. Like, her. something's affecting yeah. me. And, she, and I can't, she can read my energy immediately. Like, you can't fake shit around her. Yeah. And I've learned that, like, it's okay to just oh. tell, if something, like, it's okay to go to somebody. And you it's know, okay who's made it a safe space. Somebody right. who's are created a safe space for you, who's, you know, there for you, it's okay to go lean on somebody sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I think for me, I'm used to being everybody's safe. safe. So, yes. Exactly. So I don't know how to. 
ask for that for myself, like genuinely. Mm-hmm. So she'll, I'll zone out sometimes and she'll be like, hello? Yeah. But you've done that in our friendship too. Oh, how many times? And I used to tell you, Tori, you're safe. Yeah, you but you literally... do the same thing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. guys are the same. Yeah. But we don't, I mean, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. If I need to talk about something, we're, you yeah. do, do come to me about yeah. something yeah. now. You're not. Yeah, no, now it's different. I'm totally like, real. I've noticed the difference. Yeah, yeah, we've built a trust. I think it's more of a trust thing. It took a while. Yeah. Um, but in other I will factors, say the other day when you were getting Reiki and whatever happened and I had to vent to you, I did feel bad. She just got fucking Reiki. Like, I don't want to talk to her right now. She oh, it's okay. Resent. Like, you know what I mean? Well, it's over. It's over. I think, um, I think the big issue here is if you don't have somebody in your life who's giving you a safe space, yeah. like if they make you, if they make you feel like a burden, then those are not the people that you should even be considering turning to in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So do you have somebody in your life who's made you feel safe that you like, that you can speak to or turn to? Because if you do, don't take them for granted. That yeah. should be a safe space for you and allow it to be because they've told you or given you that spot in their heart. Allow them to be that for you. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to lean on somebody. You're yeah. worthy of that. Yeah. And at the, that's the thing. It's like reminding yourself that you're fucking human, mm-hmm. you know, and that you're allowed to have. You don't have to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. I used to tell her all the time, like, I'm, t- I'm so tired of being on. Like, I feel like I'm drowning. Like, masking. Yeah, completely. I, like, I feel like I'm dying on the inside, but on the outside, everybody's like, oh, Tori's doing so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? And she's like, well, <laughs> you don't have to do you that. You don't have to do that Talk to me. Right. Like, take your mask off. Just be a human. Just, like, you know, let, let it out. I think it's so attractive. When she's vulnerable, like I, I really feel like when someone, because it's like they're they're really safe. Even if it's something she needs from me, I think it's so attractive when someone yeah. can come to you and, and tell you, like this is what's going they on. Trust because they trust you. Because they trust you. Yes. And I'm not saying that to go. Yes. I'm not saying to go find somebody attractive that talks to you. I'm just saying for <laughs> me, it's 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 <laughs> like a good thing. It's not yeah. a bad thing. No, no being yeah. vulnerable and allowing somebody to be your safe space, it's a normal human behavior and you deserve that. So stop denying yourself of that like human interaction. I mean shit, if you're lucky and you have a safe person, fuck. Yeah. Do I it. didn't have that growing up. Yeah. And that's why we are the way that we are. Yeah. We didn't have a safe person to talk yeah. to. And also here, like our podcast and allowing people to get advice or to like give us their op- opinions or like to speak openly right. about their lives. Like this is a safe space for you. But yes. we're giving you yes. the floor. We're giving you a safe space for, and we're giving you our energy. So use it. Like yeah. we're giving it to you for a reason because we want genuinely want to hold space for you. Yeah. We want to make so, it. Right. If you're feeling alone and you don't have someone to speak to or get advice from, we will be those people for you and we're giving you a safe space. Yeah, we're real. And honestly, all the other people, are, especially our Patreons who are, we've created a community on there. They're everybody. They're each other's safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Friends with one another. Right. You know, this is what we're looking to do is create that community of um, safety and inclusivity. Just remembering that like vulnerability is not as as scary as, as we make it. It's yeah. not so free. And it's not shameful. It. No. No. It brings you, especially if you're doing it with your partner, mm-hmm. it, it brings you closer. Mm-hmm. Every time we're vulnerable, 
I feel closer to her. I trust again after a relationship with a narcissist. <laughs> oh god. Um, I've heard and I've seen TikToks in itself that it takes two years to fully heal from a narcissistic relationship. And I believe that. Because you have PTSD yeah. after you get out of a narcissistic relationship. And you also take on some of the tendencies of that narcissist when you're leaving. Yeah. I, I mean, I, to be honest, I think they even take longer because I think it depends on how fucking much abuse and how long you, and what they did. Yeah. How, I mean, you were in a relationship with a narcissist, Rita. I'm not going to say her name, but how yeah. How long yeah. did it take you to recover from that? Fuck with you, I recovered. Really? Yes, I never recovered. See, I got worse. Yeah, that's and then true. Every and you did take on tendencies too. And yes, in every relationship I ended up picking was toxic because I was in that talk and I was just used to that. That's yeah. true. So I... So you can't speak on that. No, I um, made it worse. Alright, so the question was how do you recover from it? Yeah. Or how do you learn to trust again? I think you just have to separate. It's hard, but you have to learn to separate your partner from her. Right. Even if they're triggered. Like, I trigger her all the fucking time. Right. Learning not to pull over and expect the same thing from that person. So I think the biggest... <laughs> I'm, I'm so over. These never used to do this. It took you a lot of unconditional love to show me that, like, you're not here to hurt me. Yeah. You're here to love me. Yeah. And it was, you, she just slowly broke down my walls. She yeah. did the work. Mm -hmm. And I did the work too of like, right, working on shit that I needed. But she pointed out what, you know, I needed to work on for me to see, like, okay, that's not okay. Right. For me to heal. So it does take somebody who loves you unconditionally to really, like, get you through, get through to you. And that's what it did for me. So I, I mean, think I that just fearless in trying again like you 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 make it hurt not being attached to the outcome of a relationship yeah like just know that we're gonna we're gonna get hurt in our lifetime we're gonna be put in situations where we're we're not happy or we were we had lessons to learn yeah you but know if people are getting hurt you have to stop thinking of the pain and think about what you gain from that's what relationship I'm saying. that even though it sucked, what did you gain? That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, stop fearing the outcome of a relationship and just say... It's supposed to teach you something. Go into it with an open heart and an open mind and don't take it personally. If yeah. this person isn't for you, it's not for you. You Maybe you were meant to take something away from that relationship. Just keep trying, doing your best, and always being self-aware because you have a lot of work to do too coming out of a narcissistic relationship. Oh, hell yeah. It fucks you up. Mm -hmm. It really does. Right. And I think the hardest part, because her and I both, our previous ex, our most recent exes, are both narcissistic. Yeah. And there's a lot of similarities between the two. Yeah, and so, Rhea can, can also relate to the same thing. Yeah, it's a trigger fest. It's tough to, yeah. like, to ease into the relationship after all you see sometimes is that person's face. Like, really? Yeah. Like, like oh, I know how this used to play out. This oh, gonna go now. oh, okay. So if you have a feeling about something, if you want to go to her about it, you're like, that person's in the back of your head of how it used to play out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You used to struggle with that too. Yeah. And, I, and I'd look at her dead in the eye and be like, I'm not this person. She did that last night.
I am not these people. I, you're mad at the wrong person. Yeah. How many times have I said that before? Yeah. We're both saying it to each other. Yeah. Last night, I wanted to make like a sit down and like come up with like, because um, we're combining our finances now. So I'm like, all right, let's not like, not like a budget where we're like pinching pennies, but where we can say, okay, this is what's going in, this is what's going out. So we this know. is what you're left with so you can enjoy yourself. Just so we know, like, this is what we can save. This is what we can, whatever. Yeah. And the minute I said budget, she completely shut down like Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And I guess assumed that I wanted to control what she buys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not the point. The yeah. point is we want to tackle our credit card debt. We want to save money. We have to have a plan. We can't just close our eyes and not have a plan. Oh, like, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm not that. <laughs> she's not. She's she's being so extra. But the, the house, the house decor. We're all like, different, and you have to remember, you're different. You're you're gonna be different. You yeah. have to get used to that in a relationship, yeah. like coming yeah. out of. And there's she, always a saver and a spender. Yeah. Now we're both spenders. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> really? she's worse than me. Going to make me, it's it, it's gonna better yourself. It betters me mentally. It just, I don't care at that point. It's an investment for my mental health. Outside patio set, like that decor, I don't give a shit. I love it. I want to be outside. Like anything that's gonna give me joy, yeah. I don't care. Money trauma is a real fucking thing. And coming out of a narcissistic relationship where you're controlled on how you do things, when you do them, how much you do it, where you do it, yes. with who you do it. Yeah. It's a it's a fucking trauma response. Yes, it, it is. is. That absolutely is. She's so she, afraid that I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I, I. She kept saying that because last night I'm like I was just so closed mm-hmm. off. I'm like, do it. Just do the freaking thing and just let me know what it is. Like, just do it. And she's like, but I'm not trying to make it look like. Yeah, that. I just want to work with you or a team. Yeah, like, I get it. Eventually, I calmed down and I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, but she wanted nothing. I'm like, I still, I'm like, oh. No, I, I get it because it. if she t- brought about it to me, I would literally laugh in her face and I would, really? I would run away. <laughs> She'd like be like, ew. I'd be like, bye. Ew, David. <laughs> <laughs> it's just constantly, when, in my previous relationship with my ex, it was constantly, we don't have the money, we can't do this. Right. No, it's, it's just not the same thing. Not, right. Yeah. And to be fair, I understand your trauma because you didn't even know what you had in your bank account. Right. right. You had no access to it. Right. right. And that's how I do that shit. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, Billy, it's different. Um, she's legit throwing her money yeah, in my right. account. Your account. She's like, what's yours is yours. You can still yeah, have fun right, with your right, money. Access to yours yeah, is it's totally different. Yeah. When we talk about it's money, just a little like, bit. I know. I get it. I'm like, I'm like, like that's another narcissistic thing that she, they're talking about. Like, yes. like here, how do you heal through stuff like that? You cannot bring over your traumas from past relationships. It's yes. not fair to your current partner. Right. Being vulnerable about triggered how you're triggered why helps yeah because i agree with that she's like last night she's like you're sounding like a therapist and i'm like why because i said i'm like what did he used to do so i can separate myself can i say something yeah when somebody is like tori and i and we're very like analytical we're gonna sound like therapists to you i know mm-hmm. i don't but, like it but like for somebody <laughs> like you and Bria, <laughs> I feel like you like you don't like it, but you need it spelled out for you to really understand. No, it. I don't like the conversation. Like, what can I? Do? No, I understand like, that. Like, I don't, like, let's talk like we're in a relationship, not like I'm gonna lay down in my bed and therapist's <laughs> office. Like, come on. 
But the only way I can get through to her is if I talk to her like that. Yeah, like, I gotta spell it out. I gotta be like, you know, work. I gotta go like deep inside of it and like analyze it. Really I like, told her. She's like, why do you want me to talk about my trauma? And I said, because when you tell me what you went through, I can reassure you that I'm not gonna put you through right. the same and thing. And the reason we talk about our trauma in our current relationships is so that we can no longer be triggered by those things yes. and that they're not a problem in our relationship anymore. Yes. Because if we keep just shutting them back into Pandora's box and we don't face them, then it's now never we're, away. it's never gonna go away. Right. And it's gonna keep coming back up and we're gonna keep having the same fights over the same thing. You have thing. a lot of realizations yeah. to it too. Mm -hmm. It's deep work. And the, the, the hardest part now for you guys is gonna be and I'm not saying your relationship was superficial. I'm just saying you focus on like the good things so much when you're long distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now that when you're face to face so often, you're gonna really have to deal with the nitty gritty shit that Absolutely. you've been putting yeah. in the back room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now it's like now this like, is where the real work comes this in. This is the hard part. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it it but it's so happen. worth it, girl. It's it really so is. worth it when I you get past that. And you um, both have money trauma. Yeah, yeah. You have it anyway. It comes oh. from your families too, not just the people that you've been with. It comes oh, from hell yeah. parents. Yeah. Hell yeah. So mine is directly from my mother. Mm -hmm. My mother's famous words, I can't afford. Not just your mom, bro. Your dad gave Oh, my dad stealing. Yeah. yeah. Like putting your family into debt. Like, what's, what's going taking on? Taking money now? from you. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That's hard to dissociate from. Yeah. And like now have your own identity in it. Right? And be like, I'm confident in money i'm dominant over money like to feel that way when you've been conditioned for so long yeah. that you're lackful and it, it's really hard to have i mean i growing up i watched my dad you know the limousine business i watched him hide limousines and friends driveways so that they didn't get repo that's insane because he, like you know yeah that sort of i get it it's very toxic traumatic so mm -hmm. yeah, so hell yeah. Well, she had it. With, we had it with our parents, and then she went into that narcissistic like yeah. relationship where. So hers is even worse. Yes, she can't even get worse. Mine was just with my parents. No one else caused me to pay trauma with my parents. But it was deep. It was yeah. deep. Yeah. Holy shit, was it deep? Oh, it's deep for me too. Oh, it took me three years to get through to her. Like where our relationship almost ended over money, bro. Like mm -hmm. that's how deep it can be. Yeah, I'm telling you. This and is we were good. Like, we weren't even... And we were financially stable. <laughs> and, and it was still that traumatic. I was afraid of that being gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was all that... Like, her whole identity was how much money was in her bank account. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel that. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. On the deepest of deepest. So, back to the point of narcissistic. How do we break free from those toxic, narcissistic douchey douches? Yes. I guess like you you guys said, is face it. Face it head on. Hell yeah. As yeah. much as I don't want to like hate it. However painful it is. Yeah. yeah. And, if somebody, about, yeah. and if somebody is telling you, hey, this is not, whatever you're doing right now is not okay. And they're pinpointing something out out of love to show you. love. Accept it. Right. Process it and don't. Take it personally. Yeah. yeah. You have to say, okay, this makes sense and just take accountability. That's, that's what happened and, last and night. Work on it. I'm glad you guys stopped from yeah. that. It's a big boundary to break through. Yeah. I wouldn't let her turn around. Yeah, she just wouldn't stop talking. That's a good thing, though. <laughs> it's like, fine. Me. I'd be like, all right, don't talk to me then. I'm out, too. I was like, no, I'm going to fucking I used to be like that. We're going to do this because I'm not going to bed with your ass to my fucking ass. And I was like, I thought you were an ass girl. How to not care? How to stop caring what people think about you? 
Just stop. <laughs> that's not that simple. <laughs> um, you, it's kind of like you do things scared. Like, you're going to be scared to, let's say, come out of the closet. But you got to fucking do it anyway. You're going to be scared to cut your hair because who knows what people are saying, going to say about it. You got to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. That sort of shit. We can tell you that your fear that you've built up in your head is a lot scarier than the reality. Yeah, for real. Uh, you're the one lying to yourself. What you built up the outcome in your head already—that's what you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And you're lying to yourself. Yep. It's not going to be that bad. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Sure, some people are going to judge you, and no matter what you do, Jesus Christ was judged. Fucking, mm-hmm. there's saints out there who are judged daily. It doesn't matter what you do. Someone's always going to have an opinion. You can't please everybody. Do what gives you joy and makes you happy and stop living for other people. And really, you just have to look at them as man-made words. No one gives a shit. It's They're true. just words. It's true. You don't need to give them power. I actually had to I had to break through to Rhea about this because, like, we talked about, like, I did Reiki yesterday, and she was like, I can see that your sexuality and your sensuality is where your spirituality lies in your sacral. She's like, you as a human are just a sexual being. And I was like, yeah. Like, what are you telling me? Like, yeah. I already know <laughs> that. Um, she's like, but she literally said, embrace that. And don't be afraid to show it. And I'm like, I'm not afraid. Um, this is what I literally want to make my career off. Yeah. This is my sexuality. So I'm not afraid of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if I tell you 10 years ago, I used to be afraid that I'd be judged because I'm a mom. Because I, I was in a small town, because what other moms are going to say about me, what, yeah. you know, what my family is going to say right. about me, the those judgment. sorts of things, it's the judgment. And once I realized that, and they don't pay my fucking bills, like these right. people don't even live in my house, why do I care what anybody else on the outside has to say, it does not physically affect what, me. What's that phrase, the three Fs, if they're not financing me, fucking me. Feeding me. Or feeding me. Yeah. Then they can fuck off. They can fuck off. Yeah. You know, True. do the little things that we're like, oh, okay. You know what? So bad. You know what I used to even fear? Wearing a hoop nose ring. Really? I used to be afraid that people were going to be like, oh, she thinks that she's such a hippie. Like, those little things I cared so much about because I was like this stereotypical, like, soccer mom at the time. Mm-hmm. So even little things like that, and I know women struggle with that kind of thing, mm-hmm. about changing their style, their hairstyle, the makeup they it's wear, so the clothes they wear, because pe- they feel like they're stuck in a box of how people perceive them, and they want to keep putting on that mask and that persona. Mm-hmm. And God forbid you break free of that, but the truth of it is, if tomorrow you wanted to go change your name, change your identity, and start a whole new life, you fucking could. Yeah, absolutely. and no one can say anything about it because it's yours. Yeah, you know? and and like like you said, opinions don't pay your bills. You can't pay your bills. That's right. And also, when it comes to haters, whether it's on the internet or just in your life in general, you have, you have to consider the source of it. Like, <laughs> if you're a happy person, <coughs> happy with yourself. You're not going to criticize somebody like that. True. Right? Like, I don't look at other people and think, what? how can I pick them apart? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, we're uplifting other people. We're proud right. of them. We're yeah. cheering them on because right. we're happy with ourselves. I never, ever, I'm never on the internet or whatever thinking, what shitty thing can I say? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? Why are they dressing like that? Who like, what are they doing? Who can I go, like, today? bring down? Why? But I can tell you, it's a... It's a 
<laughs> it's a societal thing depending on the people that you're surrounded by the majority of the time so if you're in a very judgmental community or your family oh, judgmental or whatever you kind of take on those tendencies and traits too mm-hmm. because i know growing up i was very judgmental i was a whole, i was a horrible person i was a bitch until i took my life into my own hands and made my own thoughts and i was free thinking that's so funny you say that because tori was mentioning something about her stepsister Mm-hmm. Mentioned something about her half sister. She's like, Well, I didn't I feel bad for her because she was raised by two mm. people from the same. I'm like, No, 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 because when you become an adult, you can make that decision. When you right. want to be an asshole, you can make the decision whether you want to be a nice right. person or if you want to be a bitch. So when you're a kid, you kind of don't have a choice because that's just kind of what you're surrounded by all the right. time. But when you're a grown, free thinking woman, human, woman, whatever, it's now, now you have to take accountability and responsibility for your actions right. so you don't have to be that way right I, mean, we, I agree we grew, up, we grew up in a very racist home and all kind of we talked about everybody and anybody home and we grew out of that right we actually would defend oh starts, i would start up about, about it but, why, why but you, you even admit it? that at a young age you took we, on tendencies yes, of that yes yeah judgments because mm-hmm. your parents put that on you so much i think my sister has taken Manipulative mm. yeah so what you were saying was you empathize towards it but do i invite it no. but that's enabling at the same time right, right. it's enabling the behavior it's not because they need to be accountable yeah well i said if you're going to talk manipulative you're going to put shit in my face mm-hmm. bye yeah um and then if you're going to go play the victim about it bye yeah no that's but right. that's where a toxic person's mind lives. They just right. live in victim right. mentality. Like, yeah, no, but this is just the way I'm. No, bro, you're choosing to be yeah, that. Yeah, you're choosing right. to be that. And that's so what you're comfortable with. So everybody's just like, this is my belief system. Where did your belief system come oh, from? Yeah. Bro, did you really, like, one day be like, this is what I believe in in my no. heart. It feels so right. No, where did you learn it from? Ask yourself where, where you learned it from. Where did you get it from? It came from someone. And then ask yourself, <laughs> Is it really your belief system? No. Yeah. Or is it someone else's and you're just carrying it on? Like, how many times have I said that? How many times have I said really cringy? Dig deep and decide if it's your own thoughts or your parents thought that they instilled in you. Yep. Yeah. Indoctrination at its finest. Um, I think we are done. You think so? Yeah. I think we did really good, guys. I love this episode. Holy shit. Me too. That was very fluid. Very fluid. Thank you guys for being here today. Hope you enjoyed this one. And again, if you're still here, consider becoming a patron. We would love it. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for supporting us. Let's not. Oh my God! Tell me that you watched that with somebody. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye, love you.